You're listening to the Soul Strategies podcast hosted by the team here at Soul Strategies. We hope you like the latest episode and thanks for tuning in. My name is Amani Wells and I am the new digital media account manager for Soul Strategies. And I'm going to be getting on here maybe one or two times a week just to ramble on about things that are going on in politics, things that are going on in the progressive community, and anytime that I get inspired to rant and rave. So this is going to be my very first one. Okay. So the topic that I wanted to discuss today is the state of politics in America currently and the state of our parties. So technically, we do have two political parties in America. We have the Republican Party and we do have the Democratic Party. But as of late, or not even as of late, for quite a long time now, it seems that both parties have been leaning to the right and the left seems to be left out of the conversation. So here recently, we just had the Electoral College finally confirm the win of Joe Biden, which should have been called weeks ago. And that leads me to the conversation that we're having now. Um, I don't think a lot of us really thought about how close we were to ending democracy with this whole political coup that was trying to take place in the Republican Party and all of the lawsuits that were filed trying to overturn the election results. And while this was going on, it was interesting to see how the Democratic Party just kind of stood in the background and was kind of almost letting this happen and letting it unfold without speaking up loud enough and without putting a definite end to the madness that was going on. And that is because the Democratic Party currently is a little, not even a little, they're too, they're weak. And they're weak because they are trying to take a centrist approach to victory. And in that approach, it leaves a lot of people out. And it gives off the impression that they're not fighting hard enough for the people that they claim to represent and that they may be fighting more for their donors and for their Republican colleagues than they are for the target of their actual party. So why is it important to have strong Democratic leadership? It's important to have strong Democratic leadership because when instances like this happen, when elections are hanging in the balance and there is an attempt to overturn democracy, we need people in the party who are willing to speak up and fight for these things. I feel like the Democratic Party took a more passive approach and they didn't really take Trump's antics and his his fight to not leave the White House seriously enough because with the right support and if certain people were allowed to prosper, then we very much could have ended democracy. And if the Democratic Party didn't take advantage of the messaging at that time, they could have lost that battle. Because that's one thing that the Republican Party has done well, is they are spot on with their messaging. They know what they want to say, and they don't back down for anything. And in the what is it in the eyes of public opinion, 
a lot of people aren't doing that necessary research so that they actually know the facts. So when you're fighting against branding and messaging, it's important that you speak up because that's what's going to help you win these elections. Hey, you're listening to the Soul Strategies Podcast. Take a moment to listen to some of our esteemed champions and their takeaways from the program. It's, it was very important for me to manage uh, time. And the program, again, helped with the discipline of time and helping with the management of time so that, um, so that you can actually structure yourself to do that what you desire uh, uh, for your races. For more information, head over to soulstrategies.com now. So anyway, back to my <laughs> initial point. I got I went off on a little tangent, but my initial point was we need to elect more progressives to the Democratic Party so that left pe- left wing people in this country can have a voice and so that real progress can be made. Um, right now in the party, we have a Democratic Party, but their views and the things that they're fighting for aren't in alignment with what the country wants. When we do polling, thank you, thank you, Amy. When we do polling, we see how popular progressive ideals are in the country. We see how popular Medicare for All is. We see how popular Free College for All is. We see how popular these progressive agendas are. But when it comes down to the way that the people who we elected vote, they oftentimes vote against these policies more so so they can be aligned with their donors and not us. So with that being said, it's left the Democratic Party in a state to where it's not representing what it was founded to represent. It's more so in alignment with the right because... Frankly, they're all being paid by the same people. So it's important to hire companies like Soul Strategies to represent those fighters, to represent those progressives, so that we can give people who really want to fight a voice and a shot to actually win and take the party to new heights where it should be going. At this moment, I feel like the party is kind of being held hostage by people who don't want to evolve with the direction that this country is evolving to. And rather than move forward and step away from those donors and follow the lead of the voters in this country, they would just rather stay in the same bubble that they've been in for decades. And it's important that we move away from that so that we can have change, so that we can provide people with living wages, so that we can have people who aren't going into debt because of medical bills, so that we can give people an opportunity to get an education and better their lives. And that's why fighting for candidates like AOC, Bernie Sanders, and other progressives in districts all across the nation is important because we want to make that progress and we want to see those changes. The right wing has done a good job at honing in on their audience and knowing and who they're fighting for. And even though a lot of the times those voters vote against their own interest, they are so devoted to the party that they're just willing to do that. And the Democratic Party in the current state that it's in doesn't have that same dedication or that same fandom. The Republican Party has fans and voters. They have people that 
rep them, rep their flags, like will tell, wear Republican on their shirts. They have diehard fans. And because they've been able to create a base like that, they're able to get their voters more active than Democrats are. In this past election, I was one of the people that was very, very nervous for the results because I just knew a lot of people weren't motivated to vote for Joe Biden. They voted for him because they didn't want Trump, but it wasn't something that they were excited to do. I wasn't one of the people who was just excited to vote for Joe Biden, but I'm also somebody who didn't want to see Trump have another term. So we need to take some of those strategies that Republicans use to excite their base and do the same for the Democratic base. And in order to do that, we have to listen to Democratic voters and what it is that they really, really want. A lot of Democratic voters are tired of hearing empty promises. They're tired of hearing that we're going to fight for a quote unquote change or progress with hollow words and no real action behind it. So in order to win and excite these voters in these races, it's important to stand on a progressive platform and have real plans on how you're going to get certain things achieved. I know a lot of people in the communities of color and especially in the African-American communities communities feel like they're being taken advantage of by the party because it's just they feel like, you know, obviously they quote unquote have to vote for the Democratic Party because they know if they vote for the Republican Party, that's not going to do anything for them. And I feel like a lot of Democratic candidates have used the black and communities of color as a crutch because they just know that those people will vote for them, but they're not giving them any positive change in exchange for those votes. Am I back on? Can y'all see me? Okay. But yes, they're not getting anything in exchange for those votes. So progressives running in... Hold on one second. Can y'all see me? If you can see me, do a little wave or write something. Okay. It says that some of y'all are still in here. But anywho, so in order for the base to be excited, they need to deliver on those promises and not just make a lot of empty promises. Hmm. Another reason why it's important to get progressives elected and another way to get them elected is to include more people into the process of getting elected. You want to do more grassroots campaigns. You want to do more collective campaigns because you want people to know that it is you who I'm fighting for. And a way to do that is to run a campaign that is funded by the people in your party. It's important that we shy away from corporate donations, from big money in politics, because that's really the only thing that separates the parties. At this point in time, the parties, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are so closely aligned with the way that they actually vote in the Senate and in Congress because of their voters. They're all being paid by the same exact people. And when it boils down to it in the Democratic Party, it's easy to stand up for social justice issues. It's easy to say, hey, I'm not racist or, hey, I support the LGBTQ community or, hey, I'm for women's rights. But when it comes down to actually fighting for that legislation and putting real change forward, that's where we see that the parties are not very different at all. The only difference is 
the verbiage that they use. The only difference is some of the virtue signaling and some of the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Staples that Democratic parties will put in. When you're looking at Joe Biden's cabinet picks, you see that he's picking people of color. He's 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 considering a Native American woman. He's um, chosen an African American man to be Secretary of State. Like you see them doing these things, but you really want to look into the actual politics into those picks. Is he choosing people that are actually progressive? Is he choosing people that will actually fight for change, or is he just choosing people that'll stand as that will act as a signal that'll act as, hey, look, we have a black girl here or, hey, look, we have a Native American woman. Is he really choosing people for the right reasons? And those are the type of things that we should really start thinking about and considering when we look at the current state of our two political parties. So that's all I got for y'all today. This is my very first live and I was so nervous, but I hope you guys took something from this and I hope it was informative for you guys and I will see you in the next one.